This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's... Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, nice day. It's the Preview Show. It's the No Nay Never Podcast. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Nay Never podcast. I am your regular host Natalie Bromley but joining me as ever is the headliner himself, the main man, Dave Statman-Roberts. Dave, welcome back. Hello Natalie, good to be back and I hope all our listeners are uh, are keeping track of all these games because we're struggling to keep up aren't we? Honestly, it's and it, I think it only really occurred to me today that we're so close to the end of the season as well. It's like I just it, yeah, it's it's very all over the place. But it, you know, you, you've got to give everybody credit. There's, there's some real adaptability going on, isn't there? People are just finding different ways to operate <laughs> and just get from A to B in a day and realize that I just I've stood on my you, Dave, but I've stopped worrying about anything that's further than about twenty four hours in advance. I kind oh, yeah. of wake up and go. Right, what's happening today? Where, what day is it? Where am I supposed to be? Where am I supposed to go? And what's happening in the next 24 hours? And uh, you tend to get there, don't you? Um, well, before we go into the, to the preview show, um, Dave, of course, we've got um, a fantastic point away at Anfield to discuss from, from Saturday, which is what's happened since our listeners last caught up with us in, in our last preview show. Um, despite a, a pretty hefty dose of, of cryos bingo from actually from the players <laughs> this time. From Liverpool. You know, it's usually the Liverpool fans that are particularly... Uh, troublesome with that but the Liverpool players this time have been particularly difficult but um, ignoring all of that nonsense and that noise um, what a fantastic point I didn't think we'd ever get to a point where we got something out of Banfield uh, we did really well didn't we yeah I mean a, a, a draw is nearly as good as a win bearing in mind their record they'd won all mm. uh, 17 previous home league games this season they'd won the last six of last season as well so they're on a run of 23 consecutive league, league wins so to get a draw was uh, a magnificent result and we we weathered the storm a little bit in the first half um came back into it in the second half and um yeah nabbed a point and could could possibly have had all three we had all three. effort against a crossbar and it might have been very different but i think yes uh, we were very happy with the point yeah, I think it's it's even more impressive as well when you remember that this team 
shouldn't really have anything else to play for. I know we're an outside chance of Europe, which is probably gone now with the news coming out of, of the Etihad today that City have had that bat overturned. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and, and it's such a threadbare squad, Dave. You'd think they'd have given up by now. We don't. We're relentless, though. We we carry on, and I think there have been one or two times in previous seasons where a little bit later in the season, the last two or three games, the, there's been perhaps a little bit of uh, let up, but there certainly hasn't been so far. We've only got three games left to play, and uh, all credit to the manager and the players for uh, coming back after the uh, the restart and and doing so well. Yeah. For I do think the restart has had a big impact on this. I mean, we weren't we were pretty much safe. We weren't mathematically safe, but I think it. I, I don't think you know. I don't think somebody will go down on thirty nine points this year for sure. Um, so we were pretty safe anyway. And like you say, in, in some seasons when we've not had anything to play for, we've we've kind of had a, a really um, poor end to a season where you you know you can forgive the, the players from just being able to put the feet up and enjoy the last few games without the pressure and I think that's fair in previous seasons given just how hard Daesh works his players through the season and just what he demands from them um, so I think when you've genuinely not got anything to play for it's pretty hard to ask them to go hell for leather isn't it towards the end of the season but I do think that he is I think he's very much treating this end of season very much as a pre-season he's getting them he looks like he's getting them ready for next season doesn't he you know there's not going to be a huge break in between the two seasons it genuinely looks like he's he's really making them get mentally fit um what do you make of this uh this news coming out of city dave do you think that that's genuinely it now for us for europe i can't see how this is going to happen i think you're gonna have to finish seventh aren't you to get a european spot yeah, that is still possible. I think if um, you know, maybe even two wins and a, a draw, depending on the results, might be uh, possibly enough for that. So we'll have to wait and see how it goes elsewhere. Um, we can just do the best we can, just win win as many as we can of the remaining games, and you know, go, maybe going into the last game of the season, have something to uh, play for. That'd be really good on the uh, the last Sunday of the season, which, as as we say, isn't that far off. We've got a game. Uh, this Wednesday, the Wolves game, we've got um, a game on Saturday and then the, we've got a an eight-day break, haven't we, before the uh, last game mm. of the season on the Sunday? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know genuinely how I feel about Europe. I think, of course, it would be amazing to, to be in Europe and to get there twice in the space of, of three seasons would just be amazing. Um, and, and pushing for Europe every year and playing in the Europa League is where I want us to be as a club. Um, it really genuinely is. It, it just, in all reality, it feels like a little bit of a blessing in disguise if we don't make it, just because we're just not there yet in terms of infrastructure and personnel and just being able to to battle two, um, you know, have two battlefronts at the same time. Um, and it, it just feels like it would just be a stretch too far, particularly given how low we are on numbers at the moment as well. So I, I genuinely would really love it. Um, and if it happened, I'd, I'd embrace it and I'd be delighted. But I'm not going to lose too much sleep if it doesn't happen. I'm, I think that's where I've got to with that. Um, so before we move on to the preview game, then, Dave, we obviously need to address last week's quiz question. Um, now, for our Liverpool preview show, we asked our listeners, Ashley Barnes scored Burnley's goal at Anfield in a 2-1 defeat in March 2017. But prior to that, who had been the last Burnley player to score against Liverpool at Anfield and what was the year? Over to you, David. Well, the correct answer to that one was Peter Noble. He'd scored Ah. in a 1-1 draw in a League Cup third round tie 
and that was back in October 1975. And after eight matches without scoring any away goals at Anfield, that was in between that game in 1975 and the one we mentioned uh, in the question, the one uh, where uh, Scott Arfield scored in March 2017, uh, Mm -hmm. Burnley have since scored on all of the last four visits and got a couple of draws in there as well. And we did just have uh, the one correct answer, I believe. Yeah, it was Rob Thomas, wasn't it? Who, yes. who got it? He was, the last one. Yes. he was the only one who gave it a, a correct answer. So well done, Rob. Um, we do still need to think about our end of season quiz, you know, Dave. See if we can get our quiz masters on head to heads. That'd be good. Rob Thomas versus John Robertson. I think oh, that'd be good. Yeah, name, wasn't it? that would be good. Yeah, they're our main two. There are a couple of other uh, regular contributors as well, so we'll ha- we'll have to try and get them in as well. That would be great. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's think about that off- offline. Well, of course, we're going to have another quiz question for you at the end of this week's show. Uh, so we're just going to have a quick run through all the opposition stats first to get us to that point. Opposition stats. So, Wolverhampton Wanderers at home. And an empty turf more, which still breaks my heart. Uh, Wednesday, the 15th of July at 6pm. And we have a weird split viewing going on on Wednesday. We are we are watching the first half on BBC Two. And then we are switching channels at half time. They like switching ends. And we are going to BBC One for the second half. So, or or, there's, or a, there's a third way. You could watch it on the red button and then you don't have to switch. Is that a thing? Yeah. Well, I didn't realise because what was the last... I can't remember what the last game the BBC had. They've had a couple of Premier League games. And I think I was watching the second one. I had the um, red button on so I could get rid of the fake crowd noise, which annoys me. Um, and I, I thought oh, I love it. it came up and now you've got to switch channel. I was kind of in the other room doing something else while it was half time. and thought, oh, I've not changed channel. And then the second half started. And I thought, oh, that's good. And I realised it was because I was on the red button. I didn't have to change channel. So that might be a, a tip for anyone for Wednesday. That is amazing. Look at that. We're just... We're such a public service. Just we just give, give, give. That's all that happens. Uh, what has happened then, Dave, since the last time we met? Well, Not you and me, us and wolves. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> a lot more recent than, than that. Uh, we've got to go all the way back until the end of August last year for the reverse fixture between Wolves and Burnley, um, and it was both teams' third Premier League match of the season. And we thought that Burnley had earned all three points at Molyneux with a 13th-minute goal from Ashley Barnes. He scored a long-distance strike, if you remember, from about 25 mm. yards out. Um, and it was a last-minute penalty that was awarded. Uh, Eric Peters was adjudged to have fouled uh, Raul Jimenez. And following a VAR review, the penalty stood. Uh, and it was Jimenez himself who stepped up and converted the spot kick. And that was in the seventh minute of time added on at the end of the game. And that was uh, to earn an unfortunate point for the hosts. Wolves had lost their first two matches of the season, uh, but following... Actually, have they done? No, maybe they haven't. They, they, they were, they'd had a poor start to the season. Start. Yeah, they definitely they did. They had a poor start to the season, but the, um, they, they did, they've had a very good season since then, and they currently yeah. stand in sixth position. They do, because they were, they were being tarred with the, the Europa League curse, again, weren't they? People saying that it was yeah. an absolute poison challenge to get in there. But uh, but no, as it turns out, they've balanced that really, really well. And they, they could end up winning the Europa League, you know, which would just be they could. phenomenal. Yeah, they, 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 be amazing. They, they had the, they're slow, so I think they, they might have drawn the first three games, actually thinking about it. Um, and they were they were winning in, in Europe, and then they went on from that and built. And it didn't seem to affect them, certainly in the way it affected us when uh, we got into Europe. But obviously, mm-hmm. Wolves have got a... Um, the bigger, stronger squad, and it's uh, served them well. Yeah, it really has. Um, so moving matters onto the pitch then, Dave, what's been the, the heaviest Burnley defeat at Turf Moor against Wolves? 
Uh, well, they've come away from Turf Moor with a win by a margin of four goals on two separate occasions. Uh, the first such time was their very first league visit. That's going way, way back to October 1888, when they were 4-0 winners. Um, but slightly more recently than that, they won 5-1 at Turf Moor. Still going back a while, that was November 1975. Uh, that season, Burnley were relegated from the top flight. And as we all know, we didn't return for another 33 years. Excellent. Well, on a more positive note then, what about Burnley's biggest win at home to Wolves? Well, this is one of those rare occasions when Burnley's biggest home win is inferior to the biggest margin of victory for the visitors. Uh, We've won five times against Wolves by a margin of three goals, but never more than that. Uh, The most recent of those is going back uh, a while again. Uh, That was back to uh, an FA Cup third round tie in January 1970. Uh, Second half goals from Martin Dobson, Frank Casper and Brian O'Neill sent the Clarets safely through to meet Chelsea in the fourth round. Okay, and then finally, um, two questions in one. Burnley's last win and what happened last season? Yeah, well, we played Wolves at Turf Moor at the end of March 2019. That was the last time they were uh, they were up here. Um, a second-minute own goal from Wolves captain Connor Cody and a 77th-minute strike from Dwight McNeil ensured that the three points stayed at Turf Moor as the Clarets sealed a vital win to stretch the gap between ourselves and the bottom three, with six games of the season remaining. Brilliant. And uh, what about some head-to-head stats then, please, Dave? Uh, Yeah, we've got some of those uh, prepared. Uh, Our match history against our next opponents, as we mentioned, uh, goes all the way back to 1888, as both teams were founder members of the Football League. Um, Our all-time home record against Wolves in all competitions stands at played 66. Uh, We've won 25 of those, lost 18, uh, sorry, drawn 18 and lost 23. That gives us a win percent of 37.9%. And that's actually the lowest. That's low, low, yeah. Mm. That's the lowest of of all the other 19 teams. Uh, I did tweet this out actually earlier today just with the the comparison. Norwich City were the best. We've got uh, 16 wins out of 16 home wins after 22 meetings. That's 72.7%. The average is round about 50%, as we we do say when we play the home games. And Wolves at 37.9% is the worst of the lot. So they've had a fairly good time at uh, Turf Moor in years past. Um, When we look at top flight home matches only, it's slightly better, but not by much. We've played 38 times. Uh, Burnley have had uh, 15 wins. There have been 11 draws and 12 defeats. That's a win percentage of 39.5%. And this will actually be Burnley's third home Premier League match against Wolves. Uh, we've lost one. We That was in uh, 2009-10, the first season we got promoted to the Premier League. Uh, and we've won one of them. That was last season that we've already mentioned. And that's our only two previous home games in the Premier League era. Yeah, well, hopefully we can get some points this week then and uh, make those stats look a little bit better. Um, so who's going to help us with that, Dave? Who is going to be our referee? Uh, well, if you're thinking it doesn't seem a long time since we last welcomed Mike Dean for a Burnley match, you'd be right. Um, we've he's, he's been back since the restart. He was at Turf Moor uh, just a couple of weeks ago, actually. He took charge of the visit of Watford on the 25th of June, and this Wednesday will be the 45th Burnley matches refereed and the 23rd at this level. Um, the very experienced Wirral-based official does send players off from time to time, as we know, um, and in fact there are three past games in which we've seen him brandish his red card. And curiously, Uh-oh. in each of these games, 
two players were dismissed. Uh, So the three occurrences were back in September 2002, he sent off uh, Bradford City's Mark Bower and uh, Danny Cadimatri at Valley Parade. Uh, But after trailing, uh, and then we were leading 2-1 late in the game after the sendings off, uh, Burnley conceded a late goal, passing it around to the back. City scored and we drew 2-2. Um, in the 2009 Championship playoff final at Wembley, of course, he dismissed uh, Sheffield United's Jamie Ward late in the game with about 10 minutes to play. And then he also sent off Lee Hendry after the final whistle um, as Burnley gained promotion to the Premier League. And then the third occurrence was back in January 2019. He sent off Huddersfield Town's Christopher Schindler in the first half and then also sent off Burnley's Robbie Brady late in the game in an away game that Burnley won 2-1. Goodness me, that was a comprehensive summary of our ref. I only asked you, referee was not I'm joking. That was great. <laughs> I love it. I do like. I didn't mean to say to you that a few weeks ago. Actually, I do like it when we get a bit of extra bump around a referee and some good referee stats. There, the good ones. Celebrity fans. Okay, then. Then finally, then my favourite section, and let's see how many very tenuous Twitter followers you get in this one this week because there's been one every single week where I'm just like no I'm not having that um is of course Dave our celebrity fans well yeah there's a couple actually um but yeah going through we're going to list uh, seven famous uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers fans uh, have been handpicked this week and we've listed them once again in ascending order of Twitter followers so you decide uh, how uh, impressive these seven are. Uh, we've got, first of all, uh, singer and musician Clint Mansell. He's a former frontman of a band Pop Will Eat Itself and is more latterly a composer of film scores. He's got 52,000 Twitter followers. Uh, Mark Rhodes from television presenting duo Salmon Mark. Uh, I ah, think that they is were on, were they I know pop, pop Idol, was it, were they on? Yes. One, one, they, of, the pop uh, things, well, one of the they? twos, yeah. 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 Uh, so it uh, doesn't have his own Twitter account, but there's a, a joint one, Sam and Mark TV. That's got 105,000 followers. Uh, next up is singer Beverly Knight. Uh, she has got 122,000 <laughs> followers. This is where I stop becoming believers. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Led Zeppelin frontman. Robert Plant, he's got 270,000 followers. Uh, Broadcaster and journalist Susie Perry, impressive one. She's got 352,000 followers. And then two that are perhaps a little bit more tenuous. I've I've certainly got a a story (laughs) for a couple of these. Um, Actor Mark Hamill, who was Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars film saga. Uh, Get out of here. He's got (laughs) 3.8 million followers. The story to this one is that apparently it was tweeted by some A. Wolves fan to say whether he liked wolves, and he replied to say yes, he did, thinking it was the animal. And not the football team. And apparently he gained about 5,000 followers in a day from all these Wolves fans piling on thinking, oh, yeah, it's great, Luke Skywalker, a a Wolves fan. He is not a Wolves fan. Well, he is a Wolves fan, but not in the context of the previous show. (laughs) And finally, uh, former boxer Mike Tyson. He's got five and a half million followers. (laughs) Mike Tyson is not a Wolves fan. Go on, what's your story? Well, I've... I've not got a, a big story on this one. There were one or two. There was another one with um, Andy Murray as well. That that was um, apparently his tennis coach, David Lloyd, uh, was a uh, well, he's a Wolves fan, and apparently there were pictures of um, Andy Murray playing tennis in a Wolves 
top, which actually had his name on the back as well, but I think it was his coach who'd, uh, who got it for him. So, yeah, we, they, some of these can be a little bit tenuous, but they're... Uh, oh, they really? <laughs> All right, well, let, let's move on then and let's uh, let's not leave our listeners hanging there. Let's give them a bit of a treat. We're getting towards the business end of the season. Why don't we get you to delve into that bank of Statman Dave and give us your miscellaneous stats of the week. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week. Okay, well, the stat of the week this week is uh, Burnley have lost just one of seven meetings with Wolves, that's home and away, uh, since Sean Dyche took over as manager in 2012. This includes being unbeaten in three games so far at Turf Moor. Wolves were the visitors for Sean Dyche's first ever game in charge of the Clarets back in October 2012. Uh, and we won 2-1, uh, 2-0 that day. Um, and then following on from that, we had a 1-1 draw in March 2016. And they were also opponents for Sean Dyche's 300th game as Burnley manager, which was also a 2-0 win in March 2019. That was the match we highlighted earlier. Um, mm. And our last home meeting and our last home win. Excellent. That is a good start of the week. Um, so what are we thinking then about the game? Um, this is this is going to be a, a tough ask for us, isn't it, I think? I think so, yeah. I mean, I saw Wolves against, uh, well, I saw the highlights of them against uh, Everton and they looked uh, very impressive against uh, Everton. Maybe a poor Everton side, but um, Wolves certainly uh, put that game to bed and uh, deserved uh, uh, the margin of victory that they got. So, yeah, as an attacking force, they they look a a really, really strong side. Um, Maybe they'll come up against a, a different proposition Against the Burnley side, maybe they'll be a little bit more uh, resolute, hopefully, than uh, Everton were defensively, certainly. Um, so it's it, it's a difficult game. We know they've had a really, really good season. Um, they've they've not done as well since the break, but they've kept up there. They're in sixth place as it stands, I think, and they are certainly going to get um, European football again, you would think, for uh, for next season. And, uh, yeah, it's a really tough ask for us, I think. Um, I'm, I'm sitting on the fence again. I've done done it once or twice in these uh, recent preview shows. I'm going to predict a, a one-one draw for Wednesday. Hmm, I don't know how I feel about it. I keep it's really difficult. It's very hard to write this side off at the moment because I keep thinking that you know we've got a point away at Anfield, so there's absolutely no reason why we can't get at least a point at home to Wolves. Um, it's just the problem is is that some of these games are still for, for teams that you know they're going to want to to really push on, aren't they? Uh, I'm going to go for a draw again, um, but it wouldn't surprise me either if we get beat. Uh, sorry, if we get beat, or I suppose it won't surprise me if we get beat, but it won't surprise me if we win either because I think this team is. Uh, You're keeping your options open there. The moment. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I predict, and how is this for a bold statement? I predict we're either going to draw, win, or lose. You know, you just can't. You're here for your insight, obviously. Yeah, you just you can't <laughs> buy that level of analysis. You know what I mean? It's like for a free podcast. What you know? What do people expect? Um, <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, let us know what your predictions are, guys. If you're listening to this before the game, um, tweet us or send us an email. You know how to get in touch with us and let us know what you think the Clarets will do against Wolves. Fantasy Premier League update. And then finally, then we're going to close out this week's show as we tend to do with firstly a visit to the Fantasy Premier League and then secondly this week's or this edition's 
quiz question. So, Dave, um, game week 35 it is still in progress at the moment, but obviously at the point that we are recording this preview show. Um, but we did, didn't we? <laughs> I say we. You're I hoping. did not do anything. Um, Dave <laughs> remembered to take a note of the table at the end of game week 34, which was prior to the weekend's game. If you remember, Dave and I had a very quick turnaround of, of preview shows and we couldn't quite get it in to be able to give you an update. So um, we, which is what it says on our show notes, and I, you know, we did. We took snapshots. So Dave, talk us through the movers and the shakers. Now we really are very close to the end. We are. We're getting very close now. And we've got eight teams who've passed the magic 2,000 points mark. And with a big gap of over 40 points between eighth and ninth place, I'm going to stick my neck out and say I think the winner now for our league is going to come from one of those eight teams at the top. And we will name check them. The managers are in reverse order from eighth to first. Uh, Tom Mitchum, uh, Joshua Bedgood, Tall Paul, Rob Greenwood, Michael Freeman, Max Robinson, John Sutcliffe, and still in the lead is Bennett Howarth. And the, interestingly, the gap at the top, since we last uh, mentioned the uh, league, is close to just nine points, and there's just 80 points in total separating, separating these eight teams. So I think it might come down um, at the end of it to see who's got any of their chips left, their bonus chips, if they've got ah. any options for their bench boost they haven't used yet or uh, anything like that. So we'll have to wait and see whether that has an impact on the season with just uh, three games left to play. Excellent. Well, it's uh, it's very it's very exciting, actually. I think uh, I know two people in those top eight. They're friends of mine. I know, uh, I, I know um, Tall Paul. And I also know his name is completely, he's going to absolutely kill me when I remember it, Rob Greenwood. I was going to call it, I was going to have Tall Paul in my head, then I was like, Paul Greenwood, no, Rob Greenwood. Who's S, is he Espina Colada? That's the one, isn't it? I think um, so, yeah. So, yeah, because yes. I know both of those. So I am rooting for one of those two to win it. They would be my favourites. Um, what about the Dream Team then, Dave? Uh, we did really well. We were delighted to see three Burnley players in the Game Week 34 Dream Team. Uh, that was Nick Pope, Charlie Taylor and Jay Rodriguez. They all made the grade and a place in the best 11 of the week. And they were joined by Sheffield United's John Egan, Bournemouth's Diego Rico, Liverpool's Mo Salah, Manchester City's David Silva, Watford's Danny Welbeck, uh, Willian of Chelsea, as well as Manchester United's Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba. Uh, but as we say, we are still in the middle of, well, we're at the end of game week 35, but the uh, tables and everything haven't been updated yet. So we'll bring uh, an update on that. Try and think on timings. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably only be able to do that one. We'll be in the middle of the next one when we do the uh, next preview, I would imagine, depending on the, the timings of that. Excellent. Um where are we? Are we? Um, am I? Am You're I still in the bottom three, yes. No, I can't finish in the bottom three. <laughs> you can. <sighs> no, I can't. I'll do something with those things. Well, I did, I did try to do something last week, didn't I? Was You're going to use like... your bench boost, but all your all the players were injured. Oh, that was it. You, you do, by the way, you do know if you've got injured players, you can, for a penalty of four points... You can bring in an, another used extra transfer. Ah, I didn't know that. That would have been useful about twenty weeks ago. Thanks, Dave. You've not been—you've not been a team player helping me through this this fantasy football. You know, next season I'm gonna—I'm gonna come and I'm gonna—I'm gonna be in that top eight. I've not been very good myself. Well, you're not. Yeah, this is what I mean. It's like you're still better than me. I wanted to finish above you, but uh, never mind. Well, we've obviously only got three matches left to play, and it looks like it's going to be very nip and tuck, as Dave said, for those who will win the title um, and the sticker. 
don't forget. Actually, I, I'm in the process of moving house at the moment. I feel like I've You've not lost the stickers, have you? I've packed them away somewhere safe <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure which box they've gone in, so whoever wins might have to wait for a small time for the for the for the sticker. Um well, obviously we're gonna have another update for you next time, which will be in our previous show ahead of the visit to Carrow to play relegated Norwich City, which is on Saturday. Monday's quiz question. And finally, let's close out the show as we always do with this week's quiz question. Take it away, Dave. Yeah, this week's quiz question is uh, When Burnley beat Wolves 2 1 at Turf Moor on Boxing Day 2002, it was our first home win against Wolves since a 3 0 victory in the FA Cup in 1970, uh, one we mentioned earlier, which was one of our, uh, our most recent biggest win. Uh, that was a gap of 32 years and 13 games. So, what we'd like to know from our listeners is who was Burnley's manager? And which two players scored Burnley's goals to earn that long-awaited home win against Wolves in 2002? Ooh, that is a good question. That is a toughie. I'm not sure what that's going to be. I'll have to think about that off- offline. Well, how? what's the best way for our listeners to submit their questions, please, Dave? Uh, as always, they can reply or send us a direct message on Twitter. That's at no never. Uh, we can accept emails at uh, that's podcast at nonanever.net. And they can also reply to the post. We'll put a post on the No Name Never Facebook page and they can reply to that. And we will reveal the correct answers at the start of the next preview show. Excellent. Well, that is all we have time for this. Uh, I keep saying week, but they, they're like twice a week at the moment. Um, sorry, we've got a bit of background noise going on here. I think uh, Mr Bromley is, uh, is is tidying up the house while I'm... Oh, he's just, he's just popped his head through the studio door and mouthed sorry at me. So apologies for a bit of background feedback noise there, listeners. Um, lesson, my thanks, as always, go to firstly producer Matt, which is now always in bold red letters, um, to remind me not to call him producer Dave, not the best way to keep your producer on side, um, for giving up his free time to edit this and um, put it all together for us. A little less chaotic, chaotic than um, the last one. Actually, a quick shout out to Duncan, who sits behind me at the football, who I know loves this show, and sent me a message this week, really shouting at me and telling me he was going to send me his medical bill because the the crash if you remember last week when the daddy long legs was falling from the ceiling and and did and <laughs> producer matt actually didn't edit it from the show he said he was he was quite comfortably jogging along with his earphones in and i nearly deafened him so apologies to anybody else who um maybe suffered the same fate but please don't send me all your medical bills because i will not have any money left ever um so thanks matt um my biggest thanks as ever are reserved to um dave for just putting in an enormous amount of effort for this preview show um i thoroughly enjoy it every week it's my favorite part of the week um and thanks to you the listeners for downloading and listening and for sticking with us this season um as we talk you through all the build-up to this next game um we will be back probably towards the end of the week i think we're probably going to do a show um, the main show that's going to cover both Liverpool away and this Wolves at home game. Um, so we will be back at some point during the week. We'll let you know when that is. But otherwise, Dave and I will be back as usual for the next preview show. Um, so do tune in and we will let you know. Um, stay safe, everybody. Enjoy the game. This has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Ever podcast. Until next time.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.